You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in. It's your Friday Locked On Syracuse podcast, Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard. We're continuing to follow the Jim Beheim, Coach K, all that coaching extravaganza that's going on. But first, be sure to check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. And also, hit us up wherever you get your podcasts. Like, rate, follow, whatever you you do with your podcast these days. Subscribe to the show because we're with you every Monday through Friday, every single weekday here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. The only place to get daily podcasts. And Tim... You, my friend, are going to be a radio star later on today. You're going on Orange Nation with Paulie and our good friend Stephen Fonte. So glad. I haven't heard it yet. By the time most people listen, they may have already listened to you. So if you missed that, go check it out on their podcast feed as well. I'm sure they'll have that interview up at some point. But let's get into this story from Adam Zagoria. We'll start here, and then we'll get into a comment that Jim Beheim made to Donna DeTota in reference to Coach K and the coaching timeline. But Jim Beheim tells Adam Zagoria he's not retiring anytime soon, may coach until he's 80. And I just got to say, yesterday on the show, I said, hand up on me for thinking that Jim Beheim couldn't retire this upcoming season. I'm putting my hand down. Okay? Yeah, you because, were right. You know what? I don't know why I <laughs> doubted myself. I don't know why I doubted myself because, I mean, he even cracks a joke in here like, my golf game is getting worse and worse. There's no reason to go play golf. What is he going to do? I don't know why. It's always like your first instinct is right, usually. That's what they say. My first instinct was right. He's not retiring after this year, and and this article here kind of confirms it all. Yeah. No, I I don't think he's ready to get on the golf course. By the way, I was just talking to one of my friends who's caddying for Roy Williams today. So I do think oh, Roy is, okay. is uh, I'm talking all to John Shire golf. later today, actually. Oh, wow. That's like not a Look joke. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he's coming <laughs> on one of the shows I'm producing. Yeah. We should be doing Locked On Tobacco Road, maybe. But yeah. um, no, it's, it uh, it's it makes sense that he would come out and sort of quell this. He goes on Brent Axe's show and, and you know, he, he does this. This was pretty predictable. He's not going to come out and say to a future recruit that, yeah, I'm, I'm a little uncertain about my future, but I did think it's noteworthy that he's so definitively against the notion of I'm not retiring after this year. I'm not retiring this year. And, you know, we'll get to the quote from uh, Donna DeTota's article in a little bit, but what he said to Adam Zagoria made me 100% committed to the idea that he will be the coach going into next year as well. And the idea of him coaching to Lady. He's turning 77 in November. I'm not saying it's totally going to happen, but it's not super unlikely. That'd be what, four more years, three more years after this year, and he'd be 80 in the November of the beginning of that year. So I could see it. He's in good health. It it wouldn't shock me at this point if he made it that far. Right. Those guys would be eighth graders, potentially, joining the Syracuse Orange for Bayheim's last rodeo if he were to coach when he's 80. And I find that absolutely fascinating right now. But I kind of thought about it this way too. Why I should have never questioned myself is Jim Beheim has always been an independent thinker. Everything he's done, he doesn't follow the crowd per se. And just because his buddies Coach K and Roy Williams are retiring, 
it doesn't mean that he's going to necessarily follow the pack. He's not a lemming like that. And I think that, I mean, even think about the way that he plays his defense. He plays an unconventional defense for college basketball. He doesn't follow the pack. In fact, if anything, people have sort of followed him and picked up little bits and pieces of the 2-3 zone. So I don't know why I I thought that he might actually turn it up and and finally call it quits. It just never made sense, and I tried to talk myself into it making sense, and I tricked myself. I tricked myself, Tim, and I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to do it again. You should have stayed to your guns there and and stood pat because you were right all along. And, you know, it's worth noting, Adam Zagoria asked him the question. It's not like he came out and said, I could coach till I'm 80 which I think would have been a different statement than when Adam, basically the way that it's phrased in this article is Adam Zagoria asked him, could you see yourself coaching until you're 80? And he said, quote, I'm, I could, I'm going to try. If it works, it works. They said in 2011-12, I'd be done in two years. So I guess they weren't right, you know? If someone asked him that question, I'm not surprised that he said I could to that. Because it's and first off, it's not like he said, Definitely, I could totally see myself. He did kind of leave it open to like, I'm going to try, we'll see, I could. But I think he genuinely just doesn't really have a lot of thoughts on stopping right now. And he's treating this like he's 55, 60, and he's in the middle of his career. It's it's not like he's thinking about retirement, because if you start thinking about it, then you're probably not doing your job as well. So it's the right mindset to have. It's the right mindset to have for recruiting. And it makes a lot of sense that he comes out and says this. All right, guys, are you serious about cooking? Well, if you are, you should invest in your kitchen tools. That is extremely important. And Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. That is your best option right now for investing in those kitchen tools. I have tried some of their products. They sent us a couple knives this week. They're really good, really quality knives. They source the finest material and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup, which is nice. They're very, very friendly price-wise. Made-in products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. They have 28,000-plus five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin star restaurants around the world. Made-in is better cookware, for better meals. And right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your next order. It's a promo code for you. Locked on is the promo code. L-O-C-K-E-D, capital O-N at the end for 15% off. Go to maidencookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your next order. That's maidencookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on. A quick break to tell you about the best place to go to keep your car moving on the road. It is rockauto.com. You know, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? You don't know that sort of question. And wait while the counterman or woman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. 
Why do that when you've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and also in your pocket? Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and they'll have it delivered directly to your door. They've got a amazing selection and reliably low prices. So all you got to do now is go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure that when you do make that purchase on rockauto.com, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Think about it from this lens too. And I think he kind of said this to Donna the Toto, but this isn't necessarily his group of guys. Like, obviously, Roy and Kay, those are the guys he's gone head-to-head with now for a little over five years, but the only times that he would really see them in the past was NCAA tournaments and maybe different preseason tournaments and stuff like that. The class of coaches and that group of coaches that he kind of cut his teeth with are the Patinos and the John Thompsons, Louis Carnesecca, Roly Massiminos, all those guys. And those guys are all done. And if he's seen that group of guys kind of go off into retirement and in some cases, unfortunately, have passed away, that to me says that, okay, like he's never been one to follow the pack. And just, and all those guys are out of the, the coaching game, except for Patino, but he was out for a little bit and now has just kind of re-entered the fold. So it is interesting how the whole thing has played out. And I think, yeah, he could go two, three, four, who knows how many more years it's going to yeah. take him now. And a couple other interesting notes from this article. One, he basically definitively says that this will be Buddy's last year. He says it about both of his sons, Buddy and Jimmy. I think we were under the impression Jimmy definitely, Buddy probably, given that he was getting some NBA buzz and he's going to be a senior. But I always think back to once the announcement was made that everyone would get a free year and GMAC, I believe, was quoted in an interview or talking to Mike Waters or someone from Syracuse.com. I remember reading an article and GMAC was like, yeah, it's terrible news. Now they're all going to break my record. Buddy's going to break all my records. And so at the time when that first came out, I was like, Buddy and Joe are the perfect guys to take advantage of that extra year and stay for one more year and continue to knock down three-pointers and get their names near the top of the Syracuse record books. And now it seems like we should all just be planning that Buddy will be gone after this year. And Justin Taylor had already said some stuff that we had talked about where he was like, yeah, Buddy will be gone and I'll step into his role. And that's a big part of why I want to go there. So it makes sense. I'm not saying this is shocking, but I think it's noteworthy that Jim basically came out and said, this will be the last couple years. And he said it point blank. He said, they're just going to play one year. That's it. Yeah, it's the last dance, but it's it's for Buddy and, and Jimmy, and it's not going to be him. And I think that's important to to know. Everything, listen, I'm not here to set an expiration date. I don't think anyone has that date in mind. But just the fact that he's laying it out that he's 
I mean, he, he's he's the Jordan Belfort of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort of Syracuse. He's not f-ing leaving. Like that, that, that's <laughs> the yeah. way that he's approaching this. And who knows when that time is going to come? I, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate because I really don't have a good grasp of, of when it might be. I mean, we've seen the idea flare up so many times now where it's just kind of I, I liken it almost to the way that the NCAA approaches investigations whenever you hear the fbi get involved with uh with college basketball you think it's a big story and then you realize it's not because nothing ever happens and i feel like it's starting to become the way that we look at jim Beheim's potential retirements yeah and he's been pretty transparent the whole time and he's talked about how you know i'll coach if people have told me that are coaches that are even older than him i'll i'll coach until i'm not good anymore basically and do it until you stop wanting to do it or you stop winning games and in his mind he he's satisfied with what they've done in the tournament i'm sure and he probably thinks that the social media backlash on the team is too much and he's talked about that a lot and he's having fun doing it he's healthy why not keep doing it and, and honestly Syracuse is in a better spot if he's coaching, I'd say, the next couple of years than if they bring in a new coach. Like, it's going to take time whenever, so I guess you're kind of just delaying the inevitable. But I'm fine with it, and I think it will be probably two or three more years. It's tough to speculate, and it's tough to pick an exact timetable, but that's kind of where my mind is at now. And we can definitely rule out the idea of him sort of quitting or, or retiring after this next year or going out with the Suns, which had been talked about. I really don't see it happening after the quotes that he's made in the past couple days. Not only do I think he's not the next ACC coach to retire, I think he might be third on that list. Really? I really do. When you think about it, there's there's three candidates that are on retirement watch, I would say. It's Bayheim, obviously, Leonard Hamilton, who's in his 70s, and then Jim Laranega, who I'm not sure if he's in his 70s or knocking on the door of his 70s, but those are three. There are three. Those are three guys, and I think Beheim honestly might be the last to go. It, it yeah. would not shock me if he is the last to go of that group of three. Leonard Hamilton, he just looks so good that it's hard to imagine him not right. being the coach. Like he, could like, he doesn't look at like the he's at end his 70s. of the year, and and you'd be like, wait, what? But it would happen, yeah, and you you wouldn't be that shocked. Hey, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including their limited time offers as well? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about what their favorites are. Just ask Tim and I. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie, but they've got a variety of other flavors as well, whether it's coconut, some fruit flavors, some other chocolate flavors, the salted caramel. There's a Built Bar for everybody. And if you haven't tried all the flavors yet, you can get a mix box as well where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only do Built Bars taste great, but they're also healthy for you too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four net carbs. So order today and get that raspberry, the mint brownie, or do what I do, get the peanut butter brownie, or get whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Again, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and 
Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, let's get into the story from Donna DeTota. She talked with Jim Beheim, and it was all in reference to Coach K, and more of this was the succession planning and the move to John Shire. And he, he said something pretty interesting here, and I think it's something that you and I kind of laid out on yesterday's show as well, but he says, I think originally he, being Coach K, might have wanted to wait to get through the year, but I think he had to be able to recruit honestly. Like, if I was going to retire after this year, I'd have to do it now so that recruits could know who the coach was. The recruits at Duke know John Shire is going to be the coach. Bayheim strikes me as a big succession plan guy. Someone who wants to make sure that the program, even when he's gone, is still in good hands. And that's why the succession plan makes sense. Now, I think in Kay's instance, there might be some ulterior motives, so he can he can smell his flowers along the way, too. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but it also kind of reaffirms to you that he is going that Jim Beheim's not leaving after this year. He's he's not going to retire because he wants to make sure everything is in place for Mike Hopkins or Jerry McNamara yeah. or whoever it is to have a plan that they can execute once he does ultimately step down. But I also kind of took it as the chances of Hopkins being the guy might be lower because how are you going to name Hopkins as the coach before Bayheim's last year if he's not even on the staff? He's still the active coach of Washington. Like, there's no way that Mike Hopkins is going to agree to coach Washington for one more year and then move to Syracuse after that year and have that totally known while he's coaching right. Washington. You couldn't do that. So in order for him to do the exact Duke plan, which we've talked about, it has to be an assistant coach right now. Someone like GMAC or Red that you're just ready to promote them. And really, the only way to to get the benefit of the recruiting is to know that there's a coach. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of benefit in you just straight up telling them, yeah, I won't be the coach. So maybe they still go this route and they leave it open to Hopkins. But if I'm sort of uh, handicapping the odds of who the next coach is. After reading that quote, my odds of Mike Hopkins being the guy went down a little bit because to me, Beheim is talking about it as doing the same thing as John Shire and Duke, but you can't do the John Shire with Mike Hopkins anymore. You used to be able to when he was on the staff. Now you can't do it unless he is magically on the staff by the time it happens. I think the way that the Hopkins situation plays out, if he's still the coach at Washington or a coach somewhere that is not Syracuse, here's how it would play out. It would be Jim Beheim saying he's retiring and not naming a successor. Right. I, th I think that pretty much would seal it. But I then do you get the benefit? Because he says in this, the recruits at Duke know John Shire is going to be the right. coach. If, I mean, to he's, me, he's kind of saying, like, I want them to the know seat, who the coach is. Leaving the seat empty to me is kind of the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You, you do the math yourself. I, I that's the way I see it. And I know there's there's no official way to make that happen, but 
it's going to be one of those things. It's going to have major Roy's going to Carolina vibes. Everyone in the building knew it, but uh, during that national championship game, but it just wasn't officially set in stone. You can't put the press release out that says it'll be Hopkins, but I think by leaving it vacant, it's it's everyone everyone's going to be smart enough in the room to to gather that's how it's going to be and who knows maybe Mike Hopkins cuz cuz we see this all the time too when coach X leaves for job Y they bring all those recruits usually with them or at least a handful of them with them and i don't think that would be much different and i think the guys that Hopkins would be recruiting would be guys that would still fit in with what Syracuse wants to do i mean Washington yeah. i think runs a very similar program so all the puzzle pieces i think would fit geographically it'd be different but geographically it would yeah. be different yes but also i do think you could maybe get some late bloomers or, or some guys to to decommit from other schools and maybe reconsider Syracuse if Hopkins were the guy because kind of like what we discussed with Je- Jeff Goodman was those Northeast and and Massachusetts and and New England basketball coaches, they want to help out Mike Hopkins as much as possible. And you might see, okay, Hopkins is going back to Syracuse. You might see a coach get in the ear of a commit and say, hey, you might want to reconsider because Mike Hopkins runs a really good ship. He and now he's at Syracuse. You wouldn't be shipped all the way to the other side of the country. I think you should reconsider. And I think that's something that could potentially happen if Hopkins were to be named the coach. It almost would feel like a reset in the minds of a couple or a handful of recruits. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think the more I think about it, I see Beheim stepping down and announcing it before his last year and saying, Jerry McNamara is going to be the next coach. I think he wants to put another coach on the press release so that it's easier because the real benefit of doing that manner and doing that type of succession planning is that then that coach can be actively recruiting. Like I saw quotes that Coach K is not even going to recruit this year. It's going to be all John Shire on the recruiting trail. You don't really get the full benefit of doing the succession planning if you don't have a coach because there still is some uncertainty. Maybe you're right. Maybe it would be read between the lines. We're going to Mike Hopkins if we're doing it that way. And I think Hop has a chance to be the Syracuse coach one day for sure. But I don't know. The more I thought about this, the more I think they will go to Red or GMAC first just because Hop had his opportunity to get the job. He went out to Washington, and where it stands right now, it's going to be tough to execute the succession planning that Jim Beheim wants to do and that the program probably wants to do. When you can't peg Hop as the guy, you just don't get the benefit of the recruiting poll that you might if you peg GMAC or Red as the guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to track this entire time. So coming up next week on the show, we'll dive into it a little bit more. How much will John Shire and Hubert Davis and their success over these first couple of seasons on Tobacco Road factor into Syracuse's decision? We'll dive into that. Also get into some more recruiting stuff next week and maybe a splash of football as well. So for Tim, I'm Tyler. Hope everyone has a fun, safe, healthy weekend, and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, 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 oh,